everybody. It must be noon because then it must be Sunday. Because guess who's here? I am your nooner for Sunday afternoons. How about those whites, folks, huh? What are you thinking there, sir, Mike? And that's something. That was a great game. Yeah. I know. The second game. <laughs> so anyway, I decided in honor of that, I did not wear Viking attire today. So. Okay. But anyway, just I just said, nah, you know, I'm, we're going to have some more time. So I'll just let, let everything rest for a week till next week. So anyway, how was your turkey date? Mine was great. It Good. was awesome. Had some amazing food. Spent some great time with family. It was wonderful. Ready to go. Uh, well, my uh, girlfriend's folks are up in uh, Elk River, so we went okay. up there for actual Thanksgiving, and then my family's from down by Mankato, so we were down there. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So you had a lot of... What, what is a mainstay uh, for your traditional Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, the first meal was a little more of the traditional, was, uh, you know, the turkey and the ham and the all that, those sorts of things. And then the second one, it was actually my mother's birthday on Friday, the okay. day after. So okay. we went out and celebrated uh, that as well. So okay. hit the Shell's Brewery down there in New Ulm, Minnesota. Oh, so you so didn't we, have a cook dinner down there? Not down there, no. It. We okay. just kind of went out and enjoyed okay. the, yeah. So do you had, uh, like, you know, bake or paper dinner? See, I have never heard of ham along with turkey. And oh, really? Things. Okay. Yeah, I just never... I, I can't I, stand turkey. I don't like it. Oh, I, really? I think it's really dry, and I think oh. there's only a reason why we eat it usually once a year. It's yeah. It's really that good. There but. you go. Well, see, I'm a white meat person. Okay, I don't it. like dark meat. Got so. it. Okay. But now my husband's the opposite, so mm. we eat the whole bird. Okay. So that works out good. Same with chicken. Yes. You know, do you like chicken? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. yep, yep. Yeah, well, that, we went over to Will's uh, son, my inherited son, because I hate saying the word stepson. Okay. I, uh, anyway, so uh, my inherited son, and so we had that, and they had the turkey turned out phenomenal. Nice. Very moist. <laughs> but anyway, and so, uh, but there was no mashed potatoes and gravy. My heart kind of sunk. Mm-hmm. You know, I if you know if you're stranded on a desert island, what's the one thing that you want on that island? It'd be mashed potatoes and gravy, yes, yes, that's and, you know, a beef gravy and a chicken or a turkey gravy, you know, so I got a little variance there because yeah. I love that. I don't know why. I, and so there's times that I'll stop at a deli and just get mashed potatoes and gravy there for my go. lunch. Mm-hmm. I know it's real healthy if not, <laughs> but oh well. So no, it was a good day. We got, uh, and the, the weather, boy, you just, uh, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. So it's hard to believe it's, uh, we used to, I remember when a kid, we had a pond down the street that we always uh, skated on. Okay. And, you know, the the right side was guys in the stupid hockey and the left side was the girls and our side, you know, figure skaters and our side kept getting smaller and smaller. Pretty soon we're putting her in the weeds, you know. <laughs> but anyway, and, and I can't remember a Thanksgiving since I was a kid that any pond was frozen enough to skate on. Oh. It seems like the warmer, it just, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. goofy. Well, look at what, we had the snow, and now it's no more. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but then we got a special guest today. It is last Sunday of the month. So that would mean Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Avet, is here. So hopefully you've got some questions for her. Take advantage why she's here. Hey, Dr. Jess. Oh, she's got to turn on the mic. Hi there. Hi, hi. So how how was your turkey day? It was great. And where did you go? Uh, my friend Pat's daughter's house. Oh, okay. And what what grub did you have to eat? All the traditional stuff, except better. Better? Yes. Oh. Because my friend's son-in-law is an awesome cook. Oh. Everything was fantastic. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And French silk pie. Oh. See, I'm not. that. Will bought one for, uh, they had pumpkin, and then Will said, I'll bring the French silk pie, because that's what Mira mm-hmm. likes. And, you know, I can eat it, but it's not. That's okay. I'll eat oh, your piece. Okay. <laughs> Mine is anything lemon. I love anything lemon. 
Oh, yes. Lemon, 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 lemon. And then there's a lemon uh, custard that's really, really good, too. But otherwise, no, that's otherwise I'm not, you know, that's mm. kind of my pies. So, and pumpkin pie, one piece, one small piece with half a can of whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's my go-to. <laughs> Some people like a, little, like a little pie with the whipped cream. So hopefully everybody out there uh, had a great turkey day. And then also, too, hopefully none of your uh, kid, four-legged kids got into anything, uh, dogs or cats or guanas or whatever type thing. Hopefully everybody stayed safe over the holiday and, and nobody, there was no ER visits because that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, I had one that ate um, a mini pumpkin. A mini pumpkin? A, oh, a big dog. Okay, chewed the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. But, but luckily with uh, homeopathic remedies, we were able to kind of get it moving. Oh, good. First good. we had quite an emergency on our hands. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's good. So how did you get it moving? Pumping in itself is a moving. So did it like eat half the pump? Yeah, but this is like an actual, not a, not a pureed pumpkin, right? Kind of a mini pumpkin right. that you chomp up and swallow big chunks of, oh, you know, because you're okay. a dog. Okay, yes. Personally, thank you very much. Exactly, I'm a dog. <laughs> That's why I can answer so many dog questions. <laughs> That's right. Because I was a dog in a prior life yeah. and I had to come back as a human mm-hmm. to teach all you humans what mm-hmm. the heck we're thinking. So. Yeah. So, so anyway. the homeopathic remedy phosphorus is very good for moving oh, foreign bodies through okay. the intestines. Phosphorus. Phosphorus. P H O S. O S. P H O R U S. Phosphorus. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, I, spelling yeah. is not my forte. Phosphorus 30C. <laughs> you can find it at any health food store. Things in the digestive system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To move things in digestive system. No, because my. Yeah, I've used it before for foreign bodies. Cool. So what, like two two of those tablets or two of those, not tablets, but the... Um, I think we just used one like three times a day or something okay. like that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he did go to the ER as well. Mm-hmm. And so he got fluids and they couldn't decide on the x-ray. Like it wasn't super clear that whether there was a foreign body or not. Right. So they sent the x-rays off to a radiologist, gave the dog fluids, gave him an anti, anti-nausea, anti-vomiting medication. Okay. Um. And then I think he went back the next day. They took another x-ray, decided maybe it wasn't a foreign body. Okay. Because things were moving through. Oh, good. Good, good, mm-hmm. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Uh, hopefully you guys got some great questions for us. So if you do, give a holler. 651-641-1071. And just a reminder, next Saturday, December 3rd, remember we're do- I'm doing that. Well, not myself. I'm hosting it up at Katie's Canine. We're doing the Poodles, Doodles, Anything, and More Grooming Seminar. And we got uh, two spots left. So if you want in, it's $35 per person. It's just for humans. It is not for humans and their dogs. The the reason why we're just doing humans is because I want you to be able to actually watch and pay attention and learn something. Whereas if you had your dog and everybody else had their dogs, it, it, no, it wouldn't be a very good learning seminar. So anyway, so it's going to be up at Katie's Canine. It's next Saturday, December 3rd, 10 to 1130, $35. Pay at the door. But I, you have to pre-register because we're, we're limiting the class because I didn't want too many people because I want everybody to be able to, uh, you know, to either hands-on or get their questions answered and such like that. And Tracy uh, Youngberg is going to be the groomer. And she's a master groomer, certified master groomer. She's been doing it for over 20 years. And she's been my groomer for all over the years with Gilligan and Ethel and Lucy and such like that. And so anyway, so what we're trying to do is get you to understand how to groom your dogs. It is not your groomer's um, uh 
they are to groom your dog. They are not to teach your dog to be groomed. Okay. So you have, there's things that you have to learn to help their job go smoother. And then with all the doodles being bred, uh, what happens is people don't understand what tools, you know, what brushes to use and then how to use them. Because if you know how to do it and your dog is easy to groom. And so when your groomer gets, gets your dog, you know, for an appointment, it's not a mess where they have to shave the pelt. I was just talking to one groomer two weeks ago. They had to shave. They took the pelt out off in one shave it was unbelievable and so anyway and then of course the the, the owner is just appalled because you got a bald dog but the thing is folks you caused it because you didn't have the right tools know how to use them and so that's why this uh poodles doodles anything and more whether you got a schnauzer or a pomeranian or whatever and you want to know learn the right brushes and how to do it and then how to teach your dog how to be groomed so that you know if your dog is easy to groom, it means a difference between, yes, we'll get you in next, you know, in eight weeks or 10 weeks to how about February 2023? <laughs> because they're going to book you so far out because they don't want to work with your dog, but they don't want to tell you they don't want to work with your dog. Okay. So that's why, like I said, this is, and hopefully we'll be doing more. But like right now, I said, I got two, two spots open. So give me a call up at Katie's Canines. You go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page. And they click on my uh, website, okay, or my uh, Facebook page, and then there's the number there. So um, it's 651-429-5433. So like I said, we got two spots left. If you want it, $35 per person. It's check or cash. So anyway, okay, here we go. We're going to go to break, and hopefully you guys have got some questions coming in. Okay, why does a dog wag its tail? Why does a dog wag its tail? We'll be back. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 show. You got a question, give a holler. Remember, we got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet here today. So please pick her brain. 651 429. Wrong number. 651-641-1071. Okay, why does a dog wag his tail? What do you think there, Mr. Mike? Uh, this is a joke, right? Yep, this okay. is silly dad jokes. Because they're standing on their hands? Ah, they would actually be their paws. Oh, their paws. Okay, okay uh, what do you think, Dr. Jess? I don't know. Because no one else will wag it for them. Ah, there you go. Mm. Got to get you in the mental mode here now. For <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay? There you go. Okay, do we got a call? We do. We got Mary who's got a comment about uh, dogs during Thanksgiving. All right. Hey, Mary. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm sorry. That made me giggle. Ah. <laughs> so... I just have a little fun for you okay? because it's Thanksgiving. Okay. So I used to have two German Shepherds that were both boys Yep. out of the same litter. And I'm the one that calls and goes, yep, I agree with Kitty. Do not ever get two puppies <laughs> out of the same litter. Yeah. But I would make Thanksgiving in like June. Okay. Don't put any spices on the turkey and whatnot. And I would then give it to the doggies. Okay. That's excellent. And they loved it. Um, Theodore, my bigger one, did not like green beans. Ah. So he would pick them, pick them out, out of his bowl. I'll be dang. And set it down. Wow. That's funny. That is funny. Nope, not for me. I don't know if you ever, if you were listening uh, one year, uh, my cat Mitten, she lived to be 25. But anyway, I was giving her some uh, grain free cat food, but it was stewed. Okay, the peas were always left. I couldn't figure out why the peas were always there. And so I said, well, you don't like peas, really? Well, then one time I stood and watched her. And cats lick their food, right? Well, she 
Yep. Didn't have the sense to open her mouth to grab the pee. She licked it and would just chase it around the bowl. I thought that was so funny. It wasn't a question that she didn't like the pee. You know, the thing is, is that she couldn't catch it. <laughs> oh, could be. No. That my, was so funny. My one dog, he actually picked them out and set them outside the bowl. That is so funny. However, you know, Thanksgiving for the dogs, it was so funny because my, my kids were like, Oh, so you're making food for them? Well, you can eat it first. There you go. You can salt and pepper and and do whatever you want with it, but this this is for the dogs. Right. That is funny. They loved the the turkey. I did not put gravy on there, but they would have some potatoes. um, Oh, nice. potato, you know, blended veggies. Nice. There you go. Disguise those green beans. (laughs) So you can't pick them out. Blend them up. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah. funny. But I love you. So oh, well, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Back at you. And we'll talk to you later. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, you too. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, that's so cool. I got a good, you know, I I think every host on my talk 107 said we have the best listeners. You know, they're just so, so nice and just, and so, you know, it, it, people are so quick to tell you what you do wrong <laughs> and never <laughs> to tell you t- those, what you yeah. do right. And so that's when people take the time to share a story or just as say thanks that, you know, they like the show. I, I'm, that's inv- I'm invaluable. It's just unbelievable. I love it. Okay. Who else we got? Uh, we're going to go to Bridget now as uh, she's got a question about her uh, shit zoo that uh, keeps, uh, having accidents in the bedroom oh my okay hi there are you there bridget oh bridget oh bridget hi there you i are. apologize um so i have a five-year-old shit do poodle mix she's okay. about 14 pounds she okay. is wonderfully behaved in every other space and beautifully potty trained she rings the bell at the front door the only space she wants to pee on the floor is the master bedroom i don't know what it is only the master bedroom Okay. I don't get it. What am I doing wrong? Why does she want to pee on the carpet in my master bedroom? Now, how long has she been doing this? I hate to admit it, but uh, but about a year now. Okay. And are you sure there is not any other places in the house that she's going? Not that we can tell. Okay. You know, she might sneak it in. She uh-huh. might sneak it in in the basement or in the playroom. But it, I can definitely tell the master bedroom. Okay. Um, like how often? Do you have any idea? Anytime she has access. Oh, really? Well, that's interesting. Okay, is that master bed? Is that your bedroom? That's me and daddy's bedroom. Oh, okay. Now, at night, uh, does she sleep with you guys? Or where does she go? She does not. She sleeps in my daughter's bedroom. Okay, okay. With her sister, my okay. 11-year-old. She now, she does it on the floor. Sister. She doesn't do it like on a couch or the bed, right? Only on the floor. Okay. Only on same the floor. Cor- same, pla- same corner, same place? I kind of note, yeah, near the closet. Okay. Yeah. Now, what do you clean it up with? Uh, we got some stuff, some, some you know, non-harsh chemical stuff that we clean it up with when I catch it. Okay. But the 11-year-old sometimes won't tell us because she's embarrassed. Okay. That she let her sneak up to the bedroom. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple things. Number one, two things that you can clean it up with because how you what you clean it up with makes a difference if they go back to the same spot. Because a lot oh, of times really? you think that you have taken care of it, but you got to remember yeah. a dog can hit smell almost a hundred times better than we can. Okay, a hundred thousand times, a hundred thousand times. Okay, so now the thing is, is that there's two things. Okay, one is called anti icky poo. Anti icky poo. Okay, the other one that I just saw a commercial for on today. Today, today, I'm just going to check into it. And that you ready for this? It's called poo. P o o p h. Poo. 
It is poo.com. And it says it takes the smell out of anything, and he takes it and sprays it in his mouth. And I'm like, oh. that's how natural it is? And it's supposed to take skunk smell out, you know, you know, urine, uh, throw up, uh, thing, anything, any smell. It's supposed to n- uh, neutralize. And so I just saw it on an ad for it uh, this morning on TV, and I'm like, I'm going to check this out. So it's funny that you call because that's because that, like I said, you need to clean it up because a lot of times if there's carpet, is there carpet there? It is carpet. Okay, because what happens is that we clean the surface, but it gets stuck between the pad and the floor, okay, the actual floor. And so mm-hmm. you, even though you clean the top, there's, the dog with this powerful nose can still smell it down in there. Sometimes you need to, like like with the anti-achy poo or maybe even this poo, um, is, is uh, put it in a syringe with a needle and, and literally plug it into the carpet. Okay. Whereas well, but I was feeling bad. Do you think she wants to spend more time? She thinks I'm the alpha, not daddy, even mm-hmm. though he thinks so. Yep. Is it because she's doing it because she wants me to pay more attention to her? Well, a lot of times, see, that's why I asked her if she peed on the bed because that's a dominant move. Okay. That's I'm cool and you're not. All right. And so that's why, first of all, we want to clean up that spot. Okay, and oh, then what okay. you're the, yeah, you're right. Okay, it's, it's similar spots. It really is. Yep, it's, it's always similar spots. Yep, and so we want to do that. And if there's any way you could put something there so she is unavailable to her, that would be a, a good one. But does she do it mostly at night, or is it any time that the door is left open, she'll sneak in there? Any time that door is left open, okay, she'll yeah. sneak in there. Okay. Uh, well, truth be told, then that tells me it can be a behavioral thing. But even though she rings the bell to go potty, tells me also mm-hmm. that maybe she goes out there and spritzes and doesn't empty and then comes in and all of a sudden I have to go and then that's the, that's the choice that she's going, okay? And so that's why I would start from square one. You just got the dog and you have to potty train it. Take the bells away and what you're going to do is you're going to take her out on a 15-foot line, stand still, and you're going to tell her, go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. Get her to understand what potty is called and where it goes. Okay, so the the first week the dog is tied to you. She doesn't have any freedom in the house. Okay, she has to be tied to you or in her kennel. Okay, now do you use a kennel at all? Um, we do during my work day. Okay. She will like to nap in there. Okay, she yep. likes to nap. Okay, and so I that, put it in the sun. Okay, yeah. and then the, the second week, you're going to let her drag the leash around, but she can't go out of the room that you're in. If she starts to leave the room, you're, ah, ah, little girl, come on, get back here. Go very nice, very nice. Okay, and then the third week, you're going to let her drag the leash, but she can. She has freedom of the house now. And so now what you're going to do is set her up, leave the door open, and see if she winds up going in there. You know, you're going to have to, you know, be diligent on this, all right? But you, in the meantime, you're going to teach her what potty is called and where to put it, not just open the door and now, do you have a fenced-in backyard? What's your potty protocol, other than she rings the bell? Yeah, fenced-in backyard. So she just likes to wander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now what you got to do is you got to teach her what it's called, where it goes. Okay, you got to back up. And so then that then now she'll understand potty goes outside. She just doesn't go out, splash. She gets busy digging around outside and doesn't totally mm-hmm. relieve herself. And then she comes in, okay, and then she, there she is. She's got her favorite spots. All right. And so that's why she's hiding it. She's going away from the situation, you know, because she's kind of, you know, they're like, well, I got to go and I know I'm going to get yelled at. And so I'll go find a place where they don't see me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a diva. Cause, okay. Yeah. Because a lot of dogs will go like if they have access to the basement, they'll go and do it downstairs in the basement. And so that tells you that they're kind of aware of the situation. But the thing is, is they really, truly have not been taught what potty is called and where it goes. Okay. So that's what you've got to do is start from the beginning again and take those bells away. 
All right. And so the thing is, is that so that you are more apt to remember in the meantime, they have to go potty is right when they wake up. You should get a piddle and a doo doo right when they wake okay. up from a nap. Usually a piddle uh, right about 15 minutes after 10, 15 minutes after they get done eating or drinking and immediately yeah. after they get done playing. Those are the main times a dog has to go potty. But see, what you're looking oh. for is you're not looking for splashes where you can truly see her relieve herself. OK. Yeah, yeah, she's a splasher. You're right. I've noticed it. There's okay, you want to hold on? Back. we got to run the break. Why don't you hold on and we'll come back, okay? okay? Okay, what has four legs and goes oom, oom? We'll be back. All righty then. Here we go. What has four legs and goes oom, oom? I'm struggling on this one. I'm not okay. sure. What do you think? Oom, oom. A cow walking backwards. <laughs> Oom instead of moo. Oh, yeah. Oom, oom. Okay, I know that was kind of bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go back. Okay, where are we at? All right, we're back here with Bridget. Yep. Okay. Okay, Bridget, so now do you understand what you need to do, though, is reiterate uh, potty training so that she actually goes and empties and doesn't come in the house and finish up, right? Yeah. And so then the teacher, what it's called, where it goes. I know it's a pain in the butt, especially in winter, but maximum time outside for a, a Minnesota dog is two minutes. Okay, first, yep, the the first day, the first, because you want the dog to learn to hurry up and not be a putzer, okay? Get out there, mm. get it done, and get his mm. butt right back in the house again. So when you take her out to the potty spot, stand still, go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. And then when she does go, very calmly go, thank you, good potty, good potty. Don't go nuts, don't give a treat, okay? Because a lot of times when people with the, uh, the treat, the dog splashes and races back for the treat, okay? No, we want her to understand that, no, we're out here to just get a business done. Now, um, let's say the first thing in the morning, you know, she goes potty, she, spla- she, she pees, and there's a difference between peeing and just a splash, Okay, mm-hmm. and so um, uh, let's say the first time out, there's no doo doo, but there's a pee. Bring her back in. Two minutes is up. Wait a minute. Take her back out to the same spot. Go potty. Go potty. And then if there's nothing, then come back in. Put her in the kennel. Feed her in the kennel. So you have control mm-hmm. of the situation. Okay, and then uh, 10 minutes after she gets done eating, open the kennel, take the bowl out, take her out to go potty. Now remember, this is the first in the morning where you should get a piddle and a doo-doo. Now, because mm-hmm. something she ate her dinner or breakfast, okay, now 10 to 1, what's going to happen is that you'll get the doo-doo. And then now you know you, she did her piddle, she did her doo-doo. Okay, then we're, we're on her, we're, she's learning what it's called and how you know to, to hurry up about it. All right, because your goal is that you can stand at the door and say, go potty and point and she'll go out, get her done and then come back in. And then if you want her to go play, then you open the door and say, go play. Okay, but you first want to get her to go potty first before you go on walks or before you go any place. She's out there to get her business done and get her butt right back in the house. Ah, okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. I I have an 11 year old and a two year old at home. So it sounds like her and the two year old are going to be on a similar schedule. There you go. And then like I say, either get, try that poo.com P O O P H or try the anti icky poo and inject it into the carpet so that you don't surface clean it, get down through the pad to the floor. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. You bet. You have a grand day. Thanks for the call. Okay, Mr. Sir, Mr. Mike, who's yeah, up? Yeah, we've got uh, Carol right now. She's got a lab that's uh, one years old and having uh, some issues with aggression. Okay. Hi, Carol. How are you doing? I am doing good. Can you hear me? You betcha. Barely, but we can hear you. Okay, fantastic. So I just want to say, Katie, if I had a dollar for every time I told my husband, well, Katie Canine says, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be retired today. We, well, we could go out for one really good lunch, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm calling about my year-and-a-half-old male um, lab 
Springer mix. Okay. He has just recently become pretty aggressive As towards far- others. Um, for example, we live out in the country, so I've tried bringing him into our small town to socialize with people, and all summer he did fine. But um, recently with the, like the mailman, when he comes up, buddy, I'll put him on a leash to walk him out there to be nice, to be calm, but he's just growling and aggressive. And my other concern was what caused me to call you is I went to visit my sister and had Buddy in the back seat, rolled the window down, and he just went crazy, um, barking, yelling, snarling oh. at, at everybody. And I just didn't know. I don't know how to, how to flip that switch on him. Okay. Well, what's happening, though, is that being that it's this age, as a puppy, what kind of puppy was he? Was he a happy puppy? Liked everybody? Liked everything? Oh, yeah. He was way happy. Okay. So then the problem lies with you. He doesn't feel you're a strong leader, okay? So he feels he's got to protect you. Now, a couple things. When you go for a walk, even though you live in the country, do you take him for a walk? Yes, I do. Okay, and do you let him scan as you're walking? Scan. Scan? You, you mean they, they, he, he, he zigzags out in front of you? No. I keep him alongside me, right side. Okay, and then now is the collar loose, the leash loose, or is it taunt? The leash, I try to keep it taunt. I mean, it's when it goes when it goes tight, I pull back on my elbow, like I wrap the leash around my elbow, so I, okay, so he doesn't pull on me. Right. But now, you using any kind of training collar? I don't have a training collar. I do the harness, but okay. I've got the clip on the front, not on the back. I okay, yeah. Okay, no, because see what's happening. You're restraining, not training, okay? Because when okay. you go for a walk with the dog, the, the collar should be totally loose, the training collar. Uh, and then the, the leash, should, the, the hook of the leash should be resting alongside or on the back of the dog. That's a dog that knows, understands how to walk well with this human and respects and trusts their human. There's a good leadership between the two of them, okay? And so what okay. you need to work is on your team he's thinking because when you hold have it taunt then you're sending that that you're worried you're you're thinking this is why you keep control by keeping that thing tight you're sending the message to him that you are a mess and you can't control the situation and now he's got to step up and help you okay and so that's why we want it totally loose and um whereas if he tries to go ahead of you you give it a pop Uh uh-uh heel Walk, whatever word, and so that and eventually you should be able to put the leash in your uh, in your pocket, and then uh, uh, his shoulder is by your right leg. Or we train dogs on our left side, and the reason why we train dogs on our left side is because the first people that did anything with dogs are hunters, and most hunters are right-handed, so you can't have the dog under the gun. So we put them on the left side. That's a history lesson. <laughs> so anyway, so what it sounds like is you need to work. We I would uh, suggest maybe a private class up at Katie's Canine, get the right training collar on him. And then should get you organized so that you can bring back. But that's what's happening. He's feeling that he you don't have your poop in a group, and so that you he has to help you out. And so he's becoming the older he's becoming, the more flamboyant he feels that he has to take care of you. Is he fixed yet? Yes, he is. Okay. Yep. yep. We did that at a year old. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's what we need. It's 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 a question of leadership. You can read the book. Uh, People training for good dogs. By okay. Berryman, B-E-R-R-Y-M-A-N, People Training for Good Dogs. Okay? But like I said, getting the right that. training, getting the right training collar, get you organized to organize a dog, and then we can undo this. Because it's only going to get worse. The, the tighter that collar you, you keep, the worse he's going to become more release reactive and more that he has to protect you. Okay? Well, it, 
It totally makes sense. Thank you so much. And that's what I was afraid of. I, w- I was afraid that I was the weak one and he thought he was protecting me. <laughs> right. But see, the thing is, is that, you know, it's, it's a doable, very doable situation. But we just got to get you organized so you can organize him. So you can give me a call up at Katie's K9. We can go from there. Okay. Sounds fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful Ta- talking to you. Happy holidays. Oh, you betcha. Happy holidays. Take care. Thanks. Okay. Where are we at there, sir? Uh, we've got Wesley here with a question about uh, a blue healer that's uh, nipping at them, at okay. the family. Ah, blue healer. Go figure, huh, Dr. Jess? <laughs> Hi there. How you doing? Good. Good, good. So how old's the dog? Um, One and a half. One and a half years old? Uh-huh. Okay, so what, what's the dog doing? Running up behind you, um, nipping your hands? Yeah. Okay. And then... Uh, um, so, have you done any obedience work with this dog? Um, not yet. We just got her like a couple of months ago. Okay, and so um, now has she broken skin at all? Has she drew blood by her nips? Um, no. Good. That's good. That's very good. Okay, and because the main thing now, are you using any kind of training collar? Um, no. Okay, so that what we got to do? We got to get a training collar. Uh, how many pounds? Do you know how many pounds your dog is? Um, thirty. Thirty. Boy, you got the good answers. I'm impressed. <laughs> Okay, um, what you want to do is you want to try a star mark collar, S-T-A-R-M-A-R-K, dog training collar. You can get them online, okay? Okay. Okay, and so what you want to do is we got to start, and it should be fitted a little loosely. Not You don't want it too tight. You don't want, uh, when, so when the, your pupper pays attention, that there is no collar pressure, okay? And so okay. the thing is, is that now, when is he trying to nip at you? Like when you're running, walking, what's going on? Um, when... We're excited and we get her up and excited. Then she's like trying to nip at us yep. to try to get us something. Yeah. And that's what you, you got a herding dog. Okay. A herding dog, when they get yeah. excited, they use your teeth. Okay. And they jump. And so that's why when you want to be, a, have a, you know, a, a fun time and you're running and you're having a good time, then the dog should be in the kennel or the, an adult or somebody could have the dog on a leash. So they've got control of the dog. Okay, because otherwise uh, any dog, not just the, but anytime you got a herding dog, you know, uh, border collie, sheltie, Australian shepherd, cattle dog, they pray, they go off the motion. If something is running, moving fast, they're on it and they got to move it to where they want it. Okay. And so that's why, like, if you want to be silly and jumping around and having a good time, okay, that's not the time to do it in front of the dog. The dog is either in the kennel or an adult has the dog on a leash. So that the, mm-hmm. that you guys can have your fun and uh, the dog can't, you know, get into the situation. Okay. But if you get okay. a training collar on it, then when she tries to lurch forward to get, you know, like to go after you, then the adult or somebody can give the leash a pop and go, ah, leave it. All right. But it's very natural that when you're in motion, any dog will chase you and go after you. Okay. 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 Anything else? Um, no. Okay. Well, good luck. Thank you. You betcha. Bye-bye. Oh, they had good questions. Yeah, well, I mean, as far as too, like awesome. I was waiting for the pound. I was waiting for <laughs> to ask her parents how much pounds. Is. So that was impressed. So whoever you were, I mean, uh, uh, that was great. Okay, where are we at? Oh, oh, let's go to yeah, and then we'll come back. And then hey, give a good, quick question. Doctor Jess is just sitting here eating away. <laughs> Uh, I have all my treats here. So you got a question for Dr. Jess. We're going to be talking about cancer. Okay, we're going to talk about cancer in dogs. And because uh, uh, it's in the human world as well as our animal world. So, okay, how do you make a goldfish old? How do you make a goldfish old? We'll be back. 
All right. Thank you for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. You're listening to the KDK9 show on MyTalk1071.com. All my shows are podcasts along with all the shows here on MyTalk. So you can go to anybody's uh, show page and click, and then they have all the past shows. And so you can get a healthy dose of us anytime you want, anywhere in the whole world, okay? How do you make a goldfish old? What do you think, Mike? Remove the G. Yay! Yes. You hear wow. that? Remove the G. Oh, you're good, Mike. I'm impressed. <laughs> you're good. Very good. Yes. See, he thinks like a kid. <laughs> exactly. That's the key. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, or I just think like a, a dad, because yeah. it's a dad joke. No, that's so. true. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Okay, who's up? We've got Martha here. She's got a call about uh, a couple of uh, cats that are getting aggressive and fighting with each other after a dog has been introduced to the family. Oh, okay. Martha, you there? Hi, Martha. I am. Hi. Hey, hey. How old are your cats? So I've got a, a six-year-old and a 12-year-old. Okay. And um, the before the puppy came about three years ago, the, um, the younger one, they're both indoor cats, and the younger one saw a cat outside and because he couldn't attack the outside cat he attacked the inside cat yep yep and so um so ever since there has been some you know for the past three years or so there has been some fighting but not as bad as when i got the puppy um about four months ago um it's gotten worse because i've had to um, you know, shut off parts of the house and, and, um, there've been, you know, some boundary issues for the cats themselves. And so it's gotten so bad that, uh, and so I, I asked my vet, um, it, it, I said, can we put the, um, the older cat on, on, uh, I think it's called Fluxatine, um, to calm her down. And so I've been doing that for the past two weeks, and it does. And and then I've been sequestering the cats, one upstairs, one downstairs, and uh, doesn't. And then I had them meet yesterday, and oh, it was just awful. She was so. So the twelve-year-old, even though she was the one who wasn't aggressive at first, now she's aggressive, thinking that the younger one's going to attack her all the time. Okay. And then and the what? puppy, the puppy is great. He's he's a good dog, but when you know it was a little, it was a bit of a handful when they would fight, and he'd be dancing around in between them. Oh yeah, what kind so of we dog? We figured that out. Yeah, okay. But I just um, I don't know what to do for my older cat. I'm going to talk to the vet tomorrow and see if we can up the dose. Okay. Um, okay. When the cats fight and you're around, what do you do? Um. I have, I have to stay out of the way because it's. Oh it's yeah. Pretty, yeah, um, I have used a squirt gun. Okay. I've okay. used like a pillow to you know, um, try and shoo the other one away. Okay. Okay, because um, what happens is uh, cats have a really good memory, <laughs> and so yeah. uh, what happened? Uh, uh, my Sally wanted to take out my Adeline. Adeline was born at our place. Sally was about three years old. Well, anyway, I mean, she was locked and loaded when she saw Adeline outside. 
And so what I finally started doing is I'd, I'd get Adeline and start patting her. And then, you know, Sally and Sally come up. And all of a sudden, right away, she sees Adeline. She was like ready to, you know, tear her apart. Oh, Sally, mm-hmm. come here, Sally. I started petting Sally. Then I pet Adeline. Then I pet Sally. And then if you know, I could hear the, you know what I mean? I'm just kind of like, uh-huh, be nice, be nice. Because sometimes when cat with the cats, okay, it, if they have a good time with happens a good thing happens to them while they're looking at something that they don't like if they that makes any sense then they can Mm -hmm. you can soothe the waters and so it took me three months of working with adeline and sally that you know every once in a while they'll like you know now sally's uh or uh, adeline is what three years old now and every once in a while they'll be sitting in the driveway you know looking at each other and then i just go sally come on sally oh adeline come on you know types and so i can diffuse it but there's been a couple times they got into a little bit of a scrap but they've learned to tolerate each other okay Mm -hmm. but see they also have the whole outdoors they're not you know stuck inside and so that can cause a lot of frustration and and, and anxiety also and so now Mm -hmm. dr jess what's what's your thought about as far as drugging the cat um, I, I guess if it works, it works. I haven't done it because my initial inclination with cats is to um, do a lot of cat management okay. versus trying to manipulate the cat's brain into doing <laughs> something it's naturally not wanting to do. do yeah. yeah. So what would you suggest? Yeah, fluoxetine is, is Prozac. Oh, is it? And so, um, you know, it, what's it going to do? Like, is your older cat necessarily <laughs> depressed? Is this a serotonin uptake issue? Probably not, but... Okay. You know, there's only so many drugs for psychologically manipulating cats. <laughs> so uh, it sounds like you need more space, right? And so I would suggest maybe maybe the answer to closing off rooms is to confine the puppy rather than confining the cats. Because cats do need to be able to get away from each other, especially if they don't like each other. Yeah. Um, and then there's all sorts of other um, psychological manipulators. So you could use something like Rescue Remedy. Um, that's a flower remedy that you can buy at any health food store. Yeah, that, that didn't work, and neither mm-hmm. did the plug-in pheromones. Okay. Yeah, the Adaptil, or whatever yeah. it's called now. Yeah, and as those are those are sort of hit or miss. With Rescue Remedy, I would suggest uh, get the human version and put a couple of drops in the water bowls every day. Mm. And that's a mm. long-term solution. It's not like your cat's going to take a sip of the water and say, you know, better. oh my gosh, look, there there is a rainbow out there. Yeah. No. They're still going to hate each other initially, but that I would suggest doing for a prolonged period of time. People, uh, somebody said that I shouldn't use the the people version of of um, rescue remedy; that I should use the pet version. But you're you're recommending the people version? Well, because the people because, had alcohol in it, right? And that's why it makes it easier to put it in the water dish because the alcohol will evaporate. Oh, okay. Right, as opposed to the pet one that is a glycerin extract, okay. which is just going to make your water dish sticky and nasty. Oh. Okay, that makes it. I used the human one for years before they ever invented pet rescue remedy. Um, so, you know, that's one option. It also comes in a pump spray, so you can kind of spritz the, just you know, the room where where mm-hmm. the cats oh, hang yeah. out most mm-hmm. often. Um, but uh, back in the day when I was running Humane Society and I had eighteen cats or something like that, all confined in a little tiny house, and many of them hated other many others of them and i put rescue remedy in the water bowls uh every day probably for about a year and a half uh before i forgot to do it one day and i ended up with a very harmonious group of cats that could all tolerate each other they could all be in the same house together 
you know, I'd find nine of them sleeping on the bed together. Nice. Yeah, yeah, they were, I mean, but it just, it took a long time. It was certainly not a quick, right. it's not a quick fix. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, opening up more available territory and then making sure that you have litter boxes everywhere so that nobody gets stuck in a back hallway without a bathroom. Yep. That mm-hmm. will also help make yeah, them I added, calmer. I added a, a litter box. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you just have to make sure that the litter boxes are in different rooms. If you have more than one floor to your house, you have to have litter boxes mm-hmm. on different floors. And I would also, um, like, you know, now I'm down to one cat, but the other cat that I had most recently, they also did not like each other. Uh, but I fed them separately. So one of them ate in the kitchen. The other one ate in the back bedroom with the door closed. Okay. Uh, and I would wait until the one in the kitchen was done eating before I let out her little harasser friend. Okay. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, the the one who was uh, the greater antagonist, uh, I would just, if she started to hiss or stalk the other cat, I just put her outside. Like right away, there were no no questions, no, please be a nice kitty. Yeah. I just exiled her immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you got a tough road here. I don't mm-hmm. know the setup of your house, whereas you could take like a, a screen uh, screen door and, uh, and set it and replace it with the door so the cats can see each other across, but they can't get to each other. Okay, and um, yeah, and then, that's a thought. And then change, rotate them. One time, the one cat's in the room with the screen door, and then now you take that one out, bring him that one out, and put the other one in the screened uh, screened room. Okay, mm-hmm. and so then that way there they're not size where they can still see what's going on. And now does it get the cat attack the when the dog is around more is, is it um no not really okay okay you also have to use your mom eyes just the way you know where the cats are at all times yeah don't even let the antagonistic one look at the other one as soon as she starts to look distract her put her in a different room there you go yeah i mean they're okay we got to run to break here can now. you yeah you want to hold on small house so. okay hold on when we get the we'll, we'll when we get back we'll, we'll finish it how how does a mouse feel after it takes a shower we'll be back